This series is brought to you by Whirlpool, a brand that's been committed to help in the cycle of chronic absenteeism in schools for nearly a decade. The problem with chronic absenteeism, there's a lot of issues, but the primary problem is over time, it leads to school failure and is predictive of school dropout. It's harder for teachers to teach as this number increases because how do you plan a, a lesson Who's missed this much time? Who's playing catch up? These kids are all over the place in terms of where they are. How do you have a singular lesson? It becomes harder and harder to meet learning goals for a school and for a district. Welcome to Breaking the Cycle, a special three-part series where we'll explore the complex issue of chronic absenteeism in schools across the U.S. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine McCoy, a clinical psychologist, author, parent educator, and mom of three. You might recognize my voice from the Mom Psychologist Show, where I give mental health advice for parents who feel burnt out. Throughout my eight years as a clinical psychologist, I've worked very closely with children of multicultural backgrounds in schools, foster care, and juvenile justice centers. I've witnessed firsthand the toll that chronic absenteeism can take on kids, families, and communities across the country. And as a mom of school-age kids, this issue hits very close to home. By the end of the series, you'll understand how this issue affects a student's social-emotional learning experience, mental health, and educational path. But first, let's talk about why chronic absenteeism matters, what typically causes it, and how Whirlpool is on a mission to break the cycle. In this episode, we'll chat with developmental science psychologist and researcher Dr. Richard Rendy, Whirlpool's Nelly Cecilia Martinez, and Teach for America's directors Mackenzie Roney and Damon Caraby. Let's start with Dr. Rendy, who worked closely with Whirlpool to develop and track the impact of their charitable laundry program, so he can give us a better understanding of chronic absenteeism. So I recently came across a stat that said an estimated 6.5 million students across the U.S. became chronically absent during the 2021 to 2022 school year. And for kids in the special education system, it's even higher. So can you help us understand how widespread this issue is? Yeah. In 2015, the U.S. Department of Education put out this very comprehensive look at the problem of chronic absenteeism. They called it a hidden crisis at that time. They had data from virtually every public school in the country, and they were showing that this issue was not limited to just a few kids. The estimate was something like one in six kids. Seven million students from that time period were chronically absent. And chronic absence has become sort of standardized how people conceptualize it, and it's important to know exactly what that is. It's defined by most people these days as missing 10% or more of a school year. Kids are going to miss school. That's going to happen. Kids get sick. Things go on. But that's sort of this break point that's associated with real drops in academic performance and over years, all other kinds of consequences. Recently, it's been estimated that one in three students are chronically absent which is just an astounding number. 10% is a lot. That's sort of like saying around two days a month. That adds up really quickly in terms of how you're able to, to keep up with what you should be doing in school. I mean, that's just kind of a startling number. 
it's really bringing even more needed attention to this problem because it's grown over time. I'm curious, are there certain communities that are more affected by chronic absenteeism? Every community is affected to this to some degree. It's a very widespread problem. Now, some communities more than others might have higher rates, but I think one of the things that stands out right now is that it looks like across the board, this is becoming a bigger and bigger problem for each community. So how did this hidden crisis inspire Whirlpool's Care Counts laundry program? I came across this really great paper by experts from Johns Hopkins University. It was published, I believe, in 2012. It was this beautiful document because it had all the data, all the theory about chronic absenteeism, but it had that ability to give a big picture, a big picture that stuck with me and still guides what I do in terms of support of the program. It presented reasons why kids become chronically absent. What's driving it? One of the reasons becomes issues that make kids not be able to go to school. And in that paper, they actually flagged coming to school without clean clothes as an example. Whirlpool decided to try bringing washers and dryers into schools to see if that could help. We learned from Whirlpool's Nellie Cecilia Martinez that they wanted to ensure their laundry machines were reaching the schools that needed them the most. So the brand teamed up with one of the most well-known nonprofit educational organizations in the nation. Whirlpool and Teach for America have been working together for now almost five or six years. The reason why we wanted to partner with them is because they're uniquely positioned to actually help us identify and partner with these schools. They help us make sure that the program is implemented in the right communities, that we're reaching the right people. And Teach for America allows us to identify those schools across the United States. One of our our biggest goals is to actually be able to be on, on all states by 2028. So partnering with TFA has been a way to make sure that we're reaching that goal. We also spoke with Mackenzie Roney, the Managing Director of Corporate Partnerships at Teach for America, or TFA. She explained why Whirlpool's Care Counts Laundry Program is a perfect fit for TFA's mission. Teach for America's mission is to ensure that every child has access to an excellent education. And when you think about what does that mean? What is an excellent education for every child? That means we're thinking about the whole child, not just academics, not just access to athletics, but like what will it take for the whole child to be successful and on a path or a trajectory for them to obtain whatever they want to in life. And this program really fits that mission. We are partnering in communities where we have teachers, we have alumni, educators, and leaders. They know their communities. It's a really beautiful partnership because we're able to lean in and help connect Whirlpool and all of their amazing resources with schools that really need it, that have shared with us, like, this is a need, we need to fill it. And that is really important to us. Ah, that's such a good point. It's not just about academics. It's not just about sports. It really does take zooming out and looking at all of the layers of a child's life to help them succeed. And that's where the good work happens. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive into how the Care Counts Laundry Program actually works and the positive impact it has on students, families, and surrounding communities. Stay tuned. 
As part of the Whirlpool Care Counts Laundry Program, they're installing laundry machines in schools nationwide to help increase student attendance. Over the last decade, they've installed washers and dryers in more than 150 schools across 40 states. And according to year-over-year program data, nearly 61% of participating high-risk students were no longer at risk for chronic absenteeism at the end of the 2022 through 2023 school year. Next on the to-do list, expand the Whirlpool Care Counts Laundry Program to all 50 states and double the number of students impacted by 2028. Learn more at whirlpool.com slash care dash counts. That's whirlpool.com slash care dash counts for more info. Welcome back to Breaking the Cycle. Mackenzie, can you tell us a little bit about how you work with the schools in the Care Counts Laundry Program? So we're trying to hit all 50 states together with Whirlpool. And they work with us to really continue that data tracking to see, all right, if this intervention is there, not just for a year, but for the following year, what are we seeing over time for that student's attendance in class? Yeah, getting that longitudinal information is so important. Now let's talk about the school selection process. What are some of the factors you consider when deciding what schools to partner with? When we pick schools to be a part of this program, we work really closely with the principal to say like, here's the whole program, here's everything that we are asking you to do, that you are asking from us. And the amount of times when I have spoken to a principal who says, well, we really wanna be a community school. And what that means is we are offering resources to students and families outside of the typical academic rigor or athletics. I love that the principals are thinking on a community level. That's brilliant. And when I think of chronic absenteeism, I feel like it's like that tip of the iceberg. It's like the symptom to a larger issue. And if we keep looking at the layers that are involved and all of the different factors that play into why a certain student on a certain day will be absent from school, it's more complicated than it often looks like on the surface. So what type of resources are these community schools supplying and how big of a role are they playing in their students' lives? In the spring of 2020, leading into 2021, one of our schools was playing a really large role in their community with both ensuring that learning was continuing and remember that not every student has access to a computer or a tablet. So that meant printing out packets from school, providing homework pickup and lesson pickup at the school. They combined that with food. So they were also serving as like a food pantry a few days a week. And since they were one of our Care Counts partners, they were also providing laundry services because a lot of the families in their community would go to a laundromat to do their laundry. They didn't have access to a machine. The laundromats were closed. So the only way that those families could actually wash clothes would be in the sink or the shower. And so the school was also playing that role to think about, we're trying to meet all of our students and our families' needs. Here are all the ways that we can kind of combine so that students and families just have to come pick up and drop off a few days a week. It's really inspiring to hear that that school was able to play such a supportive role and help families in the community during a really difficult time. Okay, now let's talk about how the program actually gets implemented in schools. Before the schools determine that the lack of clean clothes is the reason for a student's absence, 
Is there a procedure that they normally follow, like home visits or a parent-teacher conference? So every school that we partner with, they approach the program in their own unique way because we are not experts on what their community needs. They're really the experts. And so we share with them, hey, we need a certain number of families to be a part of the program. Is that a high need that you're seeing? A lot of times, anecdotally, principals will say to us, oh, yes, I can think of four to five families right off the bat where we know their students are either coming to school in unclean clothes or they've just been absent a lot. And we want to investigate and see, could this program be really impactful and help those students be in the building more and in their seat and learning every day? I love that you really rely on the school leaders here because it's so true. They're the ones in the schools talking to these communities on a daily basis. So they have the best understanding of what their needs are. So Mackenzie, what from your experience has been the most rewarding aspect of this work? When we look at the education system as a whole, there is so much systemically that we need to solve. And the only way we're going to solve this is by working all together, every person in every sector. And that includes partners like Whirlpool who are in the corporate sector, but their superpower is access to laundry machines. And we're able to connect that to schools who say, please, please, we need this. Unequivocally, that is my favorite part because these schools are doing incredible work day in and day out for kids. And so to help them in this one way is the most rewarding part for me. I bet it's a great feeling knowing that you've been able to help these students in schools in such a meaningful way. We also spoke with Damon Caraby, the TFA director who handles the day-to-day management of the Care Counts Laundry Program. Damon, can you tell me how the students and families in these communities have reacted to being offered this service? The students received it really well. There wasn't any hesitancy. Also, too, I think having the family buy-in really brings the student in as well. Are there certain strategies that you implement to help get the parents involved in the program? We just make it enticing for them. Because of this program, our schools are awarded a year's worth of laundry supplies that we call CARES kits. And so parents don't have to worry about if they need to bring their own laundry detergent. They can wash their family's clothes as well, which I think is also a really enticing thing. We welcome this program to all families that want to participate just to like make this feel like a welcoming environment and an inclusive environment. And how do you get the word out that the service is available? Every school has a really unique way of communicating with families. I've recently learned in the last year that there are now like text message apps where they will text the parents like whole school wide. They have newsletters. When I was teaching, our principal would leave voicemails. There was like a call out, which is, I think, very similar to the text. And I'm dating myself, but that's kind of how the principal would reach out whole school wide with announcements. And so we work with them to ensure that they know that they can really like launch this super wide. A lot of schools will talk to their families about it on back to school night and say, we have this new resource. Because what we try to do, and and schools are so focused on this, and it's really incredible, is making the resource available to all to not add shame or just kind of that stigma around not having access to laundry. And to combat that, a lot of our schools have found success in making sure that it's available to everyone and all families know about it. I love that. I love that. That is so important. And like you said, it's such a huge role. If a parent feels ashamed 
to reach out for help and be like, oh, I think I qualify. There's a lot of shame and embarrassment around those things. And so at the school level, if they're making it clear that this is for everybody, every family, I think that is so important in terms of how to get the parents involved and engaged. Relationships are key. That's what makes this program run really well, just relationships. This has been Breaking the Cycle. Join us next week when we discuss how chronic absenteeism can affect a student's social-emotional learning experience and their mental health, and how the Whirlpool Care Counts Laundry Program is helping kids feel more confident in school. This miniseries was skimmed by me, Dr. Jasmine McCoy, along with our producers, Monica Perry and Lizzie Bryce, and scriptwriter, Sarah Title, created in partnership with Jenny Media. 